Well, if you've been in Madison for any period of time, our next guest should need no introduction. He's been on the city council since before there was a city council. He's the dean of the Madison City Council, representing downtown Madison for the last 26 years. He hasn't faced a challenger all century. You have to go back to the 90s to find somebody who wanted to unseat him. He was even painted into a mural just off of State Street. We're talking, of course, about Mike Verveer, and we're going to ask him about our favorite topic. Nonpartisan redistricting? No, I'm talking about turning State Street into a grand promenade. Oh, okay. It will be a pedestrian mall for people instead of buses. And a park with trees, cafes, public art, and music. Something on the order of the Pearl Street Mall in Boulder, Colorado. It's an idea that's been around for decades, but now's the right time to do it because of the pandemic, which is forcing people outside where the risk of catching the virus is much lower. Mike Verveer represents the entire length of State Street, and we're going to ask him what he thinks on today's Center Stage with Milford and Hands, the Wisconsin State Journal's political podcast from the Sensible Center of Wisconsin Politics. I'm Scott Milford. I'm the editorial page editor for the Wisconsin State Journal. And I'm Phil Hands. I'm the editorial cartoonist for the Wisconsin State Journal. And we are half of the Wisconsin State Journal editorial board. The more downtown half. Mike, welcome to Center Stage with Milford and Hands. Are you still in that mural on Gorham Street, or is that gone? Thank you for asking, Scott. No, uh, that is now gone. It's a result of all of the other beautiful artwork that appeared on State Street following the murder of George Floyd and, and the movement that we experienced since last summer. So it was replaced with commissioned mural of Barack and Michelle Obama. Well, if you're going to get bumped, might as well be Barack Obama that bumps you. It's not too bad. There you go, Phil. Yeah, exactly. It survived all those many years, and that, to my knowledge, it was never vandalized either. That was another accomplishment. Well, to the point at hand, COVID-19 has forced people outside if they want to get together in most situations because outside is safer, the public health officials tell us. At the same time, State Street's really hurting because not as many people are going out. There also were some protests that damaged the businesses. At the same time, the Streetery program, which allows restaurants to go outside onto the street, say on Pinckney Street is the one a lot of people think about. I think that's been really successful and people like it. And it got the State Journal editorial board thinking again about what if State Street was a pedestrian mall, a grand promenade like Pearl Street in Boulder. Can something like that happen here? You're the downtown alderman. You know more about State Street and downtown than just about anybody. Can something like that happen? Maybe try it out this spring on a limited basis. What do you think, Mike? I want to start out by absolutely giving the editorial board credit for really inspiring a lot of people to think big about the future of State Street over the last several weeks. So I know that that the editorial board has offered this suggestion up in the past over the years but your editorial and related podcasts at the time. And then, of course, the litany of letters to the editor that you published is absolutely consistent with then the absolute excitement that I've heard individually from folks in meetings since your editorial ran. Uh, I kind of want to say who says newspapers are dead because clearly your voice has been heard loud and far 
And so I do give the editorial board a lot of credit for thinking about the future of State Street and a dramatic change like turning State Street into a promenade would be very dramatic. And it is absolutely further the case that State Street is hurting more today than it ever has before, because as you mentioned, Scott, of the pandemic, uh, but also certainly the unprecedented rioting that we experienced last year, almost never ending. I mean, to this day, it is horrifying to me that there are still way too many plywood boards Mm -hmm. uh, on businesses. Even more sad is that many of the buildings that folks will see the plywood boards up on are now vacant. And and so it's even more sad that what's behind those boards are are vacant storefronts. But anyway, the boards are coming down every day. Uh, We saw a huge number of the boards coming down after the inauguration, and there's going to be a major push to remove as many of the boards as possible. With all that said, I would love to work toward any initiative we can to remove as many, especially of the diesel metro transit buses from State Street as possible, in addition to the delivery vehicles and the taxi cabs. It's something that I uh, have believed all these 26 years that I've had the honor and privilege of representing much of the State Street area in City Hall. I admit that we haven't made a lot of good strides in that regard. In fact, I think quite the opposite. We've allowed metro transit to slowly over the years, kind of route by route, add more buses and more service Mm -hmm. to State Street, to Metro Transit's credit as their ridership boomed, especially a few years ago, obviously way pre-pandemic. They just added more and more service, especially commuter and regional routes in and out of the downtown. And State Street was like the default go-to route. And I do give your campaign credit further for this excitement. And I think the fact that it is pretty much a done deal that the City Transportation Commission at their next meeting will be voting to remove approximately 30% of the buses Mm -hmm. from State Street. Now, I can't give you all the credit, I have to admit, because this has always been part of the long-range plan for bus rapid transit coming to State Street that we would clear out some of the main line routes, especially the regional and commuter routes that back up the traffic, especially during peak hours on the street, and move those buses. But that likely wouldn't have happened until 2024 or 2025 when BRT comes to our community. And this push, I think, has encouraged us to move as many of the buses as possible off of the street sooner rather than later. I should also acknowledge that the planned reconstruction this summer of a couple of blocks of West Washington Avenue provides the opportunity to likely include bus lanes on West Wash, which Mm -hmm. then would accommodate the additional bus routes moving from State Street to West Washington Avenue. Uh, but but it is something that I think we should work toward. Now, I'm not totally pie in the sky, and I'm a realist, and I realize that we have a lot of transit-dependent members of our community. There are people that do not have the capabilities to walk the length of State Street, for example, without because of mobility issues. And so there are a lot of competing interests, as it seemingly always is, especially with downtown matters. There are a lot of competing interests involved here, but if we can tackle the issue of removing as many of the buses as possible, then I think that that will clearly improve the experience for people on what I have always argued is the state's most famous and illustrious street connecting our flagship university with the state capital, State Street. It would mean, I think, a much greater ambiance for for those of us that enjoy alfresco dining downtown. Uh, and as you mentioned, the streetery program has been a huge success. It's you know one of the things that we certainly were able to do right. And it's unfortunate that the pandemic 
is what encouraged us to think outside the box in City Hall and, and think creatively in terms of encouraging alfresco dining. But especially the part of the downtown east of the square has flourished despite the pandemic because of the alfresco dining opportunities that we provided. Sadly, State Street, not so much. And that's largely because of the issues of the buses and the fire lane that, that our fire marshal has insisted on, which of course is another issue. Yeah, I just spoke to the fire marshal, Ed Ruckriegel. Boy, I found him to be very laid back and open to lots of different options. They need to have their 20 feet, but when we do Maxwell Street days now, or we do the night markets, people fill up the sidewalks and you can have the fire lane in the street. In fact, you can have some of that street. The street's actually bigger than 20 feet. It's around 24 feet. You can make fire lanes that don't look like fire lanes, he told me. I I actually heard from him that there is possibilities here. He's by no means saying that the fire department is opposed to a pedestrian mall or to taking the buses off. He just wants to make sure people are safe And in those spots where there are sprinklers on buildings, the 20 feet doesn't apply. So I think there's some flexibility. What about this spring if we tried it out with just letting businesses that are struggling in restaurants bring their stuff out onto the sidewalks and take the buses off of those blocks where the BRT is not going to go, the 400, 500, 600 blocks? Yeah, you've hit the nail on the head, Scott. Those are among the options that I think we seriously need to consider. The city has a standing committee called the Downtown Coordinating Committee that has begun to tackle this issue. And again, I give the editorial board a lot of credit for, again, raising this on to our agenda and other organizations that are talking about this now in very significant ways. I'm pleased that you found Ed, or uh, Ruck Regal, our fire marshal, to be very open-minded. And I, too, find him to be very open-minded. And I'm afraid that the translation by our transportation director, who I think the world of as well, Tom Lynch, has come across as a little more stern or strict as to what the fire code may allow. I was actually chatting with Tom Lynch yesterday about this. And I reminded him that the international fire code, which is what's cited for the 20-foot fire lane, actually is something that the common council adopts by ordinance. In fact, I've sponsored updates to the fire code many times for Ed over the years in city council. And we could depart from any section of the international fire code, frankly, that we want to as a local governing body. And I think that we need to be creative. Ed has been creative in working with some special events. The one that is most notable is Cars on State, where he's taken the position that those classic and antique vehicles that typically are shown off by their owners every summer when we're not in a pandemic, are allowed to occupy the street because they could be quickly moved by the the attended vehicle owners. Um, Maxwell Street Days is actually one that Ed has opined, has kind of (laughs) not followed the rules as he would like them to. So that's kind of more of a sticky wicket. But I absolutely concur that uh, we need to have in-depth conversations with Ed, and and I believe that we'll be invited to the next meeting of this city committee. I've heard some of the Transportation Commission's discussions about this, and they say, well, the street's 24 feet wide. You need 20 feet for a fire lane, so you're only going to get four more feet of terrace. But if the street is closed to bus traffic and taxi traffic, people can walk in the street, and the entire current sidewalk can be used for outdoor dining and terrace space all the way up to the buildings. Then you just have one pedestrian 
area in the middle. So that seems to be lost in all of these discussions of all of this work only gets you four more feet of uh, terrace space. You're exactly right, Phil. And we, as I say, we have to be very creative and think outside the box and, and try to figure out ways to get to yes and make this work. We did indeed close State Street many of the weekends this past summer due to the pandemic and rerouted all those buses. It was very difficult to finally convince Metro to allow the buses to be rerouted uh, on those weekends this past summer. Uh, And frankly, so many of the uh, merchants were excited that they'd get to use the street on the weekends where it would be blocked off. But then they came to the realization when the city painted these, these temporary fire lanes two feet off of each curb on, on each side of the street that, that they really couldn't use them. And, and your idea of having more of the alfresco dining occupy the sidewalk and having pedestrians utilize the street and obviously peacefully coexist with the bicyclists, I think is an excellent one and one that we need to consider this summer. This spring probably is too ambitious, frankly, that you had mentioned a moment ago, Scott, But this summer, I think just as we closed State Street to all bus traffic on weekends last summer, I think we need to do the same this summer and experiment with these different opportunities we have. And another one that you mentioned, which I guess I haven't addressed yet, but I agree with, is seriously studying the four, five, and 600 blocks because both the approved BRT local, uh, you know, downtown routing, uh, as well as most of the existing buses on State Street today do turn off and use Gorham and Johnson streets and do not go all the way to Lake Street. It's only a couple of of local routes, the four and the six, that really traverse one end of State Street to the other today. So we do have some opportunities to experiment and pilot this, I think. Uh, As you probably also well know, I know that you met recently with our transit general manager and transportation director. We have this transit network planning effort that is just underway now that'll that'll um, last for another year or so. Uh, and it is a great opportunity, those public meetings for folks to argue as, as your readers have on the opinion pages where you publish so many letters to the editor to this effect, that this is something that the community really wants. But I, I, we do have to be realistic that most policymakers in City Hall find as I do that there is huge transit dependency by members of our community. And so we're going to have to compromise on this. I'm, I'm not optimistic that, you know, all of a sudden the policymakers will be convinced to not have BRT on Upper State Street or that State Street uh, will be closed seven days a week and, and turned into a pedestrian mall. But doing it when the weather is appropriate in the summers on weekends, uh, I think is something that, that really folks would be hard pressed to argue against, including starting Uh, this year uh, and experimenting with these different options that are doable. The State Journal Editorial Board has been strongly in favor of the BRT, the rapid buses. That's actually one of the reasons why we endorsed Mayor Satcherodes Conway for mayor, because she was so adamant that we needed a better, faster bus system. We definitely support that. I don't see why people think it's either BRT or it's a pedestrian mall. I don't know why we can't have both seems to me that it takes a long time to get down State Street for a bus anyway. So it's slowing down those buses. And there's cross streets right there that they could go on, Gorham and Johnson. Or maybe like you say, they stick on the square. They go down the first couple of blocks and turn off of it. That still leaves three more blocks for pedestrian mall. So the idea that the public is excited about a pedestrian mall on State Street, I don't really see that conflicting with the BRT. What do you think? No, you're exactly right. As, as, as I 
think I've said, I, I think that we absolutely need to work toward trying to uh, figure out a way to, to close off the four, five, and 600 blocks mm -hmm. to, to as much motor vehicle traffic as possible, including absolutely the buses, and I, especially the, the noisier, um, um, polluting diesel buses. The mayor feels very strongly about this. I've spoken to her about this. She, you know, is not excited. I'm sure you two are shocked to hear this. Is not excited about your editorial board campaign, uh, and 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 you might want to talk to her sooner rather than later about this and hear her her concerns. But um, Mayor Sati is quite adamant that BRT will be in using the the, the 100 through 300 blocks uh, as has been planned, and and that's fine. If we can work around that, I think we should. And again, the, the four and five and 600 blocks uh, Metro transit planners have long felt would remain once BRT uses State Street would remain and provide local service from one end of State Street to the other. But if State Street stakeholders can convince the policymakers that that isn't wise and they'd rather not have that continue, then I think, again, that most of the the concerns about BRT absolutely go away completely. One of the other things I want to share with you, speaking of the mayor, mm -hmm. is that she has, um, again, giving your campaign credit, uh, she has instructed the Metro Transit staff to work to immediately, or at least as soon as practicable, uh, have as many of the quietest buses in Metro's current rolling stock move to the State Street routes that are on the street today. So, She's you know, at least trying to be practical in terms of addressing these concerns. Um, I also wanted to mention uh, that that we need to tackle the issue of deliveries. Mm -hmm. One of the improvements that I'm proud of, which have now, has now been around for a very long time, but I sponsored an ordinance many, many years ago prohibiting all deliveries on State Street over the extended lunch hours. And that is enforced and, and it is followed by the delivery drivers and their customers but obviously you still have the buses running up and down the street. You still have taxi cabs. You still have police and fire vehicles, you know, driving up and down the street and not necessarily usually in emergency mode at all. So it's not just the buses that we have to, to deal with, but again, I think it is doable and we need to be creative and, and think outside the box. Mike, how does the State Street business community feel about a pedestrian mall? Are they excited about it? Ambivalent? I know a lot of pedestrian malls across the country have failed for various reasons. I think State Street clicks a lot of boxes for successful malls, being a college town, large density people downtown. It's by the water. People knowing how to get to State Street is important, too. But how does the business community feel about it? They're thinking on this during all the years that I've known the State Street merchant community has been a complete 180. So I served on the committee that that was redesigning State Street when we were fortunate to have federal funding and we last reconstructed State Street from top to bottom. And we started in the 100 block about 20 years ago or so now. And we heard loud and clear, especially from the businesses in the 100 and 200 blocks where we were starting the project, that they wanted the buses to remain because we, we literally had the basic question before us at that time do we keep the buses on State Street? If so, how, do, how will the bus shelters look? How will they be placed, et cetera? And the merchants came out, they were organized in this effort. They came out and said, we believe that the buses provide customers to our front door. Uh, and that's what they, I don't wanna say unanimously, but overwhelmingly said to the committee I served on back again a couple of decades ago. 
Well, over the years, that has that thinking has completely changed. I regularly attend all the meetings of the Greater State Street Business Association and the Business Improvement District Board. Uh, and whether it's in those forums or my individual many conversations with State Street stakeholders, especially the merchants and, and their landlords, but also like the residents on the street, to be sure, they overwhelmingly support the campaign to turn State Street into a promenade and, and remove the buses or at least as many of the buses as possible, especially with the rise of e-commerce and, and the, the uh, real um, shift in many ways toward food and beverage establishments on the street. They obviously see alfresco dining as a huge premium, something that attracts them to, to opening their businesses on State Street. Uh, and and the, and the motor vehicle traffic, especially the buses, certainly detract from that. So there is absolutely strong support uh, uh, to do so. And, and again, ever since your last editorial ran, it, it has been an issue that has come up time and time again in the meetings over the last many weeks. Uh, you know, how, how can we get this done? Is this something that the city would seriously consider? What can we do? How should we go about doing it? So, so, so there absolutely is, is widespread support. On the issue of deliveries, Mike, why couldn't deliveries be made in the mornings? If there's got to be a fire lane anyway, there's room for a delivery truck before the crowds come. Could something like that help, that delivery issue? You're exactly right, Scott. When, again, I worked on this ordinance, again, it was many years ago. So time flies and it's hard to remember all the specifics, but that is something that we considered was even more strictly uh, regulating when deliveries could occur on the street, or at least when delivery trucks, vehicles could be on State Street proper. And at the time, there was enough opposition amongst businesses that are not open in the mornings to doing that. I remember arguments from some taverns in particular and restaurants that aren't necessarily open for lunch saying that we'd, they'd have to come in early to accept the beer deliveries and so forth. But with that said, it is certainly something that we need to think about. And, and again, I, I do believe that the delivery trucks, just as we were able to pretty easily you know, remove them from the street for those two hours around the lunch period, could be further restricted. For example, late afternoon and evening, there's just no reason why any of them should be there. If somebody needs a late delivery of something, the truck should you know, park on Gormer Johnson and use their dollies, their hand trucks to get the beer kegs to the establishment. Mm -hmm. Yeah, those beer delivery guys always seem pretty strong. Hey, so the other thing we sometimes hear about is, well, a pedestrian mall, is that going to cause more loitering? Is that going to cause more panhandlers and police problems? We asked the new police chief what he thought about creating a pedestrian mall, and he had only been on the job for a couple weeks and wasn't really sure what we were talking about. But in a subsequent email, I thought he seemed pretty balanced too. In other words, as long as there's a lot of eyeballs still on State Street, it didn't sound like they were too worried about it. And the one positive thing he saw about it is if you can't drive a squad car down part of State Street or all of State Street, that means the officers have to walk, which improves community policing. So he did cite that as a potential benefit. You and I have been around a long time. I came to Mattis to UW at 1987. Ever since then, there's always been some loitering problems, some police problems on State Street. Do you think a, a mall would make that worse or wouldn't it? I realize that that's one of the concerns or arguments that our transportation director has put forward. And I, don't, I do not personally subscribe to that 
concern. Yes, indeed, we have had issues. I too came to Madison to attend the UW around the era you did, Scott. And as you say, we have long had issues. Overall, I want your listeners to know that State Street is a very, very, very safe area. It absolutely is. Uh, The crime statistics bear that out. We have very little violent crime in the greater State Street area, and that's been the case uh, for years, not not just during the pandemic. We have had our challenges over the years with folks hanging out and loitering and public intoxication and so forth at the top of State Street. That hasn't been an issue, by the way, at all since the pandemic. Mm. We also have had issues over the years at Lisa Link Peace Park, but frankly, after we reconstructed Peace Park, redesigned it, those issues went away overnight. Yes, there are loitering issues on library in the library mall area and the Francis Street Plaza area. But with all that said, I, I just can't see those problems moving to the middle of a promenade, a, a pedestrian mall, if we are able to create that. I, too, have talked to Chief Barnes about this uh, when we met the other day. And he, by the way, is a downtown resident, which I'm very excited about. Right. And so he has walked the downtown many times and, and he hasn't seen the issues. And obviously he consulted with his colleagues that have been here much longer than he has when he gave his official response to you post, I, I guess, podcast. Yeah. And so if the police department is comfortable with it, then I, I really don't think it should be a concern that concerns us policymakers at all. I've now been in two meetings with Chief Barnes where he goes on and on at length and waxes eloquence as to the suitability and great efforts of cops walking the beat and and on bicycles and so forth. So I know that if obviously traffic was more limited and and cops were told, uh, and by the way, firefighters too, who love to to cruise State Street in their vehicles in non-emergency mode are told that it really isn't something that we want as much. I think that that would be quickly changed. Yeah, Mike, I would underline what you're saying, too, about State Street being safe. I I didn't want to imply that it wasn't. When I had little kids, we would take them down to State Street late at night. I didn't have a concern about that. Now that I have teenagers, assuming they're not by themselves, they can drive down and go to Ragstock. I would just say, though, that I think with the pandemic, it makes me a little more nervous just because so many fewer people are there. I think when we get the people back post-pandemic and maybe more people, if we have dining al fresco, if we have more stores out on the sidewalks and people walking in the middle of the streets, I agree with you. I think it would be safer because more people are out doing things, and when there's more people there... There's less funny business. Yep, you're exactly right, Scott. You know, maybe the one exception would be our time when some folks might have too much adult beverage on board. But but you're exactly right. If it's not bar time, I, I think that that absolutely is the experience that the cops would concur and all of us downtown uh, residents and, and stakeholders would would concur is, is our observations. And I just think it It's unfortunate that there is this perception problem that's only been heightened uh, because of the civil unrest last year that downtown is unsafe. Mm -hmm. As we get, again, all those plywood boards off of the windows uh, and more and more people are comfortable going out and about and and we're all vaccinated, uh, hopefully we can get back to some sense of normalcy. Is it possible for the State Street business community on the four, five, and 600 blocks to just apply for street use permits several times this summer to 
to move into the street. I mean, people people use State Street for for all sorts of stuff all the time. Uh, is that a possibility to try out what this looks like this summer? First, I'm impressed that you know the correct legal terminology in our ordinance that it's called a street use permit. So kudos for that, Phil. <laughs> I, I think it is absolutely critical to have the majority of, of the stakeholders in those three blocks to be supportive of, of anything we do there. I would hope that it wouldn't go, have to go to the length of having them to apply for a street use permit and go before the street use staff commission that votes on these permits. Uh, I will tell you, and I don't want to be seen as Metro be seen as critical of Metro transit, but Metro transit staff over the years. And in fact, a couple of them have, have written letters to the editor that you've published that have been negative uh, against your, your editorial position here uh, are so protective of transit dependent riders that they have gone to very um, great lengths to discourage any new street use permits to be issued on State Street, to close State Street. Um, they were floating an ordinance, which we luckily uh, amended so that this wasn't the case, that would have banned UW Homecoming Parade from State Street each year. The reason why the um, Crazy Legs run no longer starts at the Capitol Square is because of the street use staff commission and their concerns about too many uh, special events downtown requiring the rerouting of buses. So it's not a panacea to say, oh, all you have to do is apply and, and it's a done deal or it'll get approved because uh, this committee has to vote and they have not been receptive to new special events except those that are on the square because they, again, are, they've, they've conceded that regular metro detours off of the square, like during the Dane County Farmers Market, uh, are acceptable to them. The riders know that that the detours often occur on the square, for concerts on the square, Taste of Madison, Art Fair on the square, et cetera. And so they're okay with special events on the square because of the detour to the outer ring or Capitol Loop. But I can tell you as a member of the Business Improvement District Board, it has been very tough going to try to convince all the city staff, uh, especially some at Metro, to allow for the very successful Madison Night Market that the bid started on West Gilman Street a few years ago to allow that to move to State Street. Mike, I understand that if people have difficulties with mobility and they have to use the buses, that you want to be close to a bus, but there's cross streets on State Street and buses can go on those cross streets, which would mean a bus is as close as the corner. Transit experts would argue, and, and I presume you maybe heard this when you met with Justin and Tom recently, but they argue that, well, the streets aren't parallel to State Street necessarily, that they aren't convenient enough and parallel enough. And, and they like to point to, uh, for example, Pearl Street in Boulder. And I've enjoyed Pearl Street many times because one of my sisters happens to reside in Boulder. And that public art and all the buskers there is just fabulous. And I'm jealous every time I've been to Pearl Street and wish State Street could be like Pearl Street. But they like to make the point that, oh, well, well Boulder Transit is able to serve um, the Pearl Street area because they are close parallel streets and they don't consider the grid system we have on the isthmus to have comparable parallel street to state street but yes you're right there are, there are streets that metro uses today that that cross uh state street 
every every day at this hour. You know, Gorham Johnson in particular, Lake Street, you know, the Outer Ring. It's uh, you know something that shouldn't be so difficult, but you know, unfortunately, is something that is seemingly difficult in the in the minds of the transit planners. Everybody I talked to about Pearl Street says how wonderful it is. Wouldn't that be cool if we could have something here? I think ultimately, you know, it's not the transportation department that gets to decide. It's not the mayor. It's not the Wisconsin State Journal editorial board that gets to decide. It's the people of Madison. And I think what we're trying to say is, could we try it out maybe on a limited basis, say this summer, not this spring, apparently? Could we see if Madison likes it or if they don't? If Madison doesn't like it, we won't do it. But We did do this in Library Mall, what I still call Library Mall, and that was going to be a temporary thing, or at least they were trying it out. Well, you know what? They never changed it because people loved it. It sounds like, to me, you're saying you're open to, on a limited basis, potentially, this summer, kind of giving it a shot. I absolutely am. Absolutely. As I say, guys, we we did this. It didn't receive much attention. I think very little media attention because, sadly, it was so underutilized because again people were in fear of the pandemic and i think overshadowed by the protests too yes exactly phil so the civil unrest and the pandemic people were too scared to come to state street i mean almost everything was boarded up i didn't blame them it was tragic the times i tried to enjoy the so-called streetery program on state street those weekend nights when the metro buses were off of the street and by the way we closed it to all traffic this last summer they put up barricades and so police cars fire trucks taxis and deliveries and absolutely metro buses could not use State Street theoretically between Friday night and Sunday night. So we've already kind of done that pilot. Sadly, again, not many businesses were able to take advantage of it. Mm -hmm. One, because their customers weren't comfortable coming to State Street, but two, uh, they weren't able to use more of the street. We didn't do it as, as you suggested creatively, Phil, in this conversation to allow for the sidewalks proper to be used for more sidewalk cafes or, or merchant vending, as we call it, where tables and clothes racks can be put outside, like at Ragstock that Scott's daughters might enjoy. We, we didn't allow that. We, we simply said, you have to keep the sidewalks open. And we drew a chalk line two feet uh, off of the curb on each side of the street and said, well, if you can make this work, you know, you, you, you can put your sidewalk cafe fence right on the curb you don't have to be inside the curb because no buses will be coming by to clip the fence or anything but it it was tragic in fact some restaurants didn't understand what the rules would be and they put their tables and chairs out in the middle of state street only to be quickly told no 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 that's not allowed so if we did this in a way it seemingly worked fine for metro to reroute the buses off of state street during the summer weekends last year uh, admittedly, I realized there was less motor vehicle traffic too during those times because of the pandemic and people not, again, being as comfortable downtown because of the rioting. But I don't see why we can't embrace that and allow the streetery rules to be more expansive and permissive and, and do this over the summer. Uh, you know, I, I think it would be beautiful. Yeah, so I think businesses use the sidewalk area is probably the key to making it actually successful this summer. Especially if our friend, the fire marshal is insistent that, oh, we really need to keep this 20 foot fire lane. 
I, I, I think you're right that that's the way to go. Yeah. How about Mike? Big picture. Let's say Madison decided we do want to have State Street be similar to Pearl Street. We want to redesign it. We want to spend some money. You said years ago we redid State Street, and I think you said we got some federal dollars. Realistically, whether it's trying to get some federal money, whether it's trying to create a TIF district, when would be the next time we realistically could afford and would be able to redesign State Street to be more like a Pearl Street? Yes, our, our, our reconstructed State Street, as I mentioned earlier, uh, actually predated the construction of the Overture Center. We knew Overture Center was likely coming, so we decided to start at that end of State Street and reconstruct State Street from top to bottom. We did two blocks pretty much uh, each year for you know, several years and finally ended up in the library mall area and finished that off several years ago. Now we added public art uh, as part of that to the, to the extent we could and, and so forth. And as I said, that's when we made the decision really to accept the fact that buses are, are here to stay on state street. We were largely able to do that reconstruction, frankly, because of the largesse of Tammy Baldwin, because it was back in the era of federal earmarks and her service on the Appropriations Committee. She okay. still serves on the Appropriations Committee now from now the Senate instead of the House Appropriations Committee at the time, but she secured through the FTA many millions of dollars to help us invest in State Street. And, you know, as you gentlemen probably have heard, earmarks are apparently back on Capitol Hill, so maybe <laughs> we can go back to our congressional delegation and ask, you know, especially Mark Pocan and Tammy Baldwin, if this is something that they might be able to help us with in the future. But frankly, the, the city does not have any scheduled reconstruction of State Street anytime soon. In fact, uh, I was just talking the other day with, with staff about um, repairing some of the defective sidewalk on State Street that has cracks in it and needs to be repaired. And we were talking about, uh, is it appropriate to do sidewalk repairs this year or have the businesses suffered so much uh, even removing their sidewalk cafe for a day or two to do these repairs might be too much of a hardship and should we punt for another year. So, uh, you know, all the subterranean utilities were replaced at the time of this last mm -hmm. reconstruction. So uh, with all that said, though, the project would be nowhere near as expensive as it was back then, again, because we replaced all the, uh, all, the, uh, all the subterranean utilities. Another funding option beyond the federal earmark route, if that could happen, uh, is tax increment financing. Mm -hmm. So the other main tool that we used to finance the state street reconstruction was TIP funds. And with especially this pending proposal by Core Spaces to you know, develop a, a large, almost a whole block in the 300 block of State Street, uh, we have the opportunity to create a State Street TIF district. We have not had a State Street TIF district for several years now. It was so, the last one we had was so successful. It was we were required to close it by, mm -hmm. by statute. So if we can create a new TIF district and have TIF funding available, something that I support, then that, that really would help us with the funding question because this, not only the core spaces development, which is still you know, yet to be approved by the city and built, of course, but if that can happen and other similar developments uh, that, that there are talk about in the greater State Street area, then that would provide more than enough so-called increment to justify creating a new TIF district that could fund improving State Street and creating more of a pedestrian mall or promenade 
uh, you know, experience. Uh, yeah, and, and, I, and, and I'd be all for that. Building a pedestrian mall wouldn't be scraping up everything on State Street and starting anew. I mean, it could be artfully done and adding some soft curbs and widening terraces a little bit here and there could go a long way towards making the experience better and probably wouldn't cost what it cost to do it 15 years ago. Yes, as I say, I think the cost would be much less. And one of the other wonderful aspects of, of using TIF as a tool, financing tool, is that all the public art that we have created over the years in the State Street area has been TIF funded. So for example, the popular Badger Fountain uh, outside State Street Brats was funded by TIF. The sculpture on Library Mall that we installed was funded by TIF. The fountains on the Capitol Square and so forth. One of the coolest features of Pearl Street uh, and some of the other successful pedestrian malls in America um, is, is the creative public art that's there. What is the best process to get to another streetery program this year? Was it City Council voting on it? The City Council voted just the other night to extend the streetery program in all aspects through April of 2022. Uh, and all that comes with it, the waiving of all fees, uh, you know, being able to use parking spaces free of charge and converting private park, private parking lots for dining and so forth. I want to ensure that we make many aspects of streetery permanent so that, for example, King and Pinckney streets can always, when Mother Nature cooperates, use those parking spaces for dining because we have plenty of parking. You know, we don't need those, those spaces for parking. In, in terms of how we did what we did on State Street. It literally was just the mayor and staff saying, we'll get it done. So the city council didn't actually vote to say, let's remove all the buses from State Street these specific weekends. It was seen as part of the broad authority that we already had issued under um, uh, emergency orders and prior council resolutions creating the streetery program. So I, I don't want to say it with that all it will take is Mayor Satya telling staff make it work. But I think that that frankly is probably all that it will take. Now, I think too, the broad resolution that the council approved the other night would also allow for the city to say, uh, you can now in essence obstruct the sidewalk on State Street on, on weekends this summer and have furniture in the actual kind of normal walking air path on sidewalks and because the street will now be open to pedestrians. So I think that would work too. And, and I don't think the fire code would, would be in conflict there, but, but these are all you know important questions that we need to have addressed uh, sooner rather than later. Mike, thanks so much for your insight. I've learned a lot. I like where you're at too. I can't vote for you. I'm, I used to be downtown when I was young and a bar fly but now i'm way out on the east side and all domesticated so i can't vote for you anymore but i appreciate the work you do and thanks for being on milford and hands well thank you this really was a pleasure being on center stage and thanks for your uh, public endorsement a moment ago scott it means a lot to me well you, you have pretty easy competition again this time around yes i'm very fortunate thank you mike so good to meet you and talk to you likewise absolutely phil take care bye-bye appreciate it yeah. bye-bye Our theme music is by Tube Tester.